PR's top pros talk. How freelancing is revolutionizing the PR industry. Featuring Teresa Bigelow, founder of Spiral 5. And here's your host, Doug Simon. Our next guest has the added coolness factor of actually starting something that's fresh and new. Tell us about Spiral 5. We're essentially an all-freelance boutique PR firm that also serves as a career incubator. And those two elements are actually symbiotic. Yeah. And you talk about that incubator. It's sort of the starter publicist incubator. What does that mean? Yeah. Starter publicist is the term we came up with. It's essentially like a junior publicist or an apprentice. And the idea is that we are identifying high potential PR talent from across the country, in some cases the world, but mostly in the U.S. We identify the talent and then we put them through an eight-week online course and training. From there, they go through a 12-month apprenticeship as the starter publicist incubator. Um, And within that, they start taking on small clients, startups, artists, creatives, people who are looking for PR support but might not be able to afford a PR agency quite yet. And now one might think, oh, starter publicist, great. Maybe you've graduated from college, you're ready to go. But you've also really focused on women who want to get back into the workplace. Yeah. So there's a two, there's a couple different segments of the incubator participant. Mostly they are career change women. Uh, some men, we like to say that anybody who identifies strongly with the sisterhood is welcome at Spiral 5. Um, the public sisterhood is is how we tag that. Some of them are coming right out of college. So we call that the entry-level freelancer. So they might be two or three years out of college. Maybe they've had some other jobs or maybe they're still sort of serving tables and they're looking for something part-time to do as a freelancer. And so the idea is that they can then connect in with our layers of senior publicists or our collective of women who are experienced independent publicists. They can connect with them and sort of learn through maybe two or three different junior publicist roles rather than working as an account coordinator at a PR agency. So it kind of creates a different environment for them that's both learning, income, and freelance. The other more common segment that we work with would be women who are maybe coming from marketing backgrounds or social media or other maybe in-house communications, and they're looking to launch a PR, a freelance PR career. Also women who are kind of brand new, but they have very good writing skills. And that's kind of what we love about it because there's all this talent out there that's really not serviced because it feels like the only way to get into PR is to get a job at a PR agency. And oftentimes that's challenging if you don't already have a little bit of a track record there. Yeah, what's so unique about this to me is you could take each of those aspects and that would be a cool thing to be doing, helping women expand their career options and get back into the workforce, Um, helping your own firm bring in talent to grow your own business. Of course, helping the PR industry as a whole solve some talent shortage issues by getting more people into the industry and then even getting people to become entrepreneurs who might not have been able to do Otherwise, what sort of sparked this approach to bring all these things to the table at once? So I got my start at a PR agency, entry level, like a lot of people do. And I learned a lot in those two years. And one of the main things I learned was that I'm much better suited as a freelancer. Uh, I wasn't good at managing up. (laughs) I was better at sort of taking 
the skill sets that I learned and then adapting them to the way that I wanted to work and the types of clients that I really wanted to work with. Of course, at that young age, you don't really quite have the professional skills or even the network necessarily to be able to just go off and have a full-time freelance PR career. That said, the skills are fairly easy to learn for the right person. And so as I went through my, throughout my twenties, I kind of went through a couple different sectors of PR and then worked in-house. And finally, when I started my consultancy in 2016, I realized, okay, so I know how to do PR, but setting my rates, invoicing, client relations, you know, this was all a new paradigm for me. And so I started just interacting with other publicists um, who worked independently, asking to buy an hour of their time, seeing if they could kind of help me walk through some of these steps initially. And that sort of then became a collective of um, independent publicists and, and communicators. From there, um, I think actually moving to Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is where I live now, and I moved here through a a remote work program called Tulsa Remote, um, I realized that there's probably so much untapped talent, and there is, around the country in these, you know, more quote-unquote rural areas or growth size markets, um, and then they're not necessarily going to have the same access or the networks to to be able to achieve a a full-time freelance career. So I just started connecting the dots. Um, and then the last thing I'll say about that from a values and lifestyle perspective, I really love the freedom to be able to just pack up my laptop, bring it anywhere in the world and, and work from there, live from there. I mean, it's like the, the OG digital nomad, but beyond that, it's just something to be, there's really something to be said about waking up every day and designing your schedule and your life and who you work with. You mentioned yourself as a freelancer, but I almost see you as a freepreneur, if I can coin that term, because it's sort of the freelance, but you're an entrepreneur at the same time, which I guess many freelancers are to a degree, but it seems like you're building sort of a multi-level business at the same time, because you've got a network team that you can bring together to do projects for clients. You've also got this training program. So how do you manage all of the different pieces of that? Yeah, you're right. It really started as a consultancy. It was just me, freelance, independent, however you want to frame that. Since 2020, when I, when I, the collective kind of launched for real at that point, it was very informal before that. When I launched the collective and the membership, started charging for membership, built the training with five other PR pros uh, who were so helpful in bringing all that together. It's a, it's a huge training. It takes eight weeks to get through all of the modules. We then kind of transitioned more into a boutique firm dynamic, but that's how we say all freelance because I am the only full-time employee. However, the clients that we're bringing in, they're typically at a boutique agency level. And then I'm leveraging the talent through the incubator to support me on those accounts. So I do delegate quite a bit as far as the direct clients that Spiral 5 works with, which are typically, you know, in the psychedelic space, we've got a lot of psychedelic clients um, and then entertainment, culture, and innovation. And then all the other clients, they can come from all sorts of different sectors. A lot of them are small businesses, startups um, across wellness, health, lifestyle, music, you name it. And those people work directly with our apprentices and I'm supervising. So we have, you know, workflow in place where I'm, I'm asking them to send, you know, send the pitch you're sending out, send the press release, the media list, I review it, and then I kind of let them 
do their thing. For people out there who are doing freelance PR or looking to maybe adjust their life to instead of working at the agency to become a freelancer, any advice for them? Yeah. Well, I would say, number one, start thinking about the types of clients you'd like to work with and your network. So really the best way to generate consistent work and business as a freelancer is to look directly around, like, who are you around and who, who, if you're in a room full of entrepreneurs, we'll, we'll put it this way, somebody needs PR in there. And so just keep putting yourself in those rooms and become the person in your network uh, that people know does PR and they'll, you'll start to see, you know, a nice flow of that. Um, and I think that's from the revenue perspective, which it's hard to have a business without revenue. So I would say that's like my number one piece of advice. Mm -hmm. Um, of course, incubators like spiral five, it's designed to kind of help launch you. Um, and it's been very cool to see our, you know, our beta testers in 2021 now having full-time PR careers where, I'll send them client referrals and they're like, sorry, I can't take on any more work. And I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> um, and so I think networks um, and being patient with yourself and adaptability, appreciation. I mean, all of these sort of um, might sound kind of life coachy, but it's, a, I think, becoming an entrepreneur or a solopreneur or a freelancer, there's a lot of characteristics. Um, and it's a lot of character building in general around adaptability and flexibility that I think are super valuable. Yeah. And I think one other added tip is to go back to your previous employer because they might need you. That was one of my own experiences when I started this company. And recently we interviewed someone for the show who said a very similar experience where that's an opportunity to get work. It's really look at who already knows you. How about if you're someone within a brand's communication department or at an agency, maybe looking at talent to work with. Any advice for them based on your own experience? Number one piece of advice is do it. I think it's very cost effective. It's efficient. It's more flexible for everybody. And I think since COVID, especially with the great resignation or whatever they're calling it these days, a lot of people, especially more senior level, are looking at a lifestyle, a work-life balance that feels a little bit more in their control. And therefore, they're not really right. looking to go back into the nine-to-five corporate world. And so if you want that talent, you might need to consider a less conventional employment package for them, including part-time contract work. Um, and of course, it's great because then you can modularize it. Like you can bring them in for a project for three months and you don't have to worry about paying them for all their benefits. You know, it's, it kind of works great for everybody. That's, that's what we call the democratization effect. Um, not everything needs to be concentrated within a big agency or, or big internal comms teams. I guess the difference between a freelancer and an entrepreneur is the freelancer can sort of try and convince themselves they have a lot more control. You clearly had control of the information you shared. Thanks so much for being a great resource to the people who watch the show. Thank you, Doug. This was great. 